Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you live coverage of the NSAA High School Baseball Championships from Werner Park in Omaha on Friday, May 17th. Catch the Class C game at noon Central, Class B game at 3.30 p.m. Central, and Class A at 7 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. Here with me, we are joined now by Cynthia Freeland from the NFL Network on the Warhorse Sportsbook Hotline. Cynthia, how are you this morning? I'm doing great, thank you. How are you? Happy Divisional Weekend, the best weekend in the NFL. (laughs) Well, happy Divisional Weekend to you as well. You are particularly going to enjoy it this week because your Detroit Lions are still alive. (laughs) I mean, listen, it's been 32 years. (laughs) I don't even really have any memories of the the last time they won a home playoff game, so... It's pretty special. I've been getting lots of, you know, texts and calls from everyone, and it's just ironic because the last time they won, you couldn't have text messaged anyone. There <laughs> <laughs> was no iPhone. Really so it's pretty amazing. You could have sent somebody a fax. That probably would have been the quickest way. Um, <laughs> is it kind of weird as, as, a, as a diehard Lions fan to sort of see, because I find myself kind of rallying. I'm a 49ers fan, but I, I kind of am enjoying the Lions having their moment. Is it sort of weird to see a lot of, it seems like a lot of people in the football world be like, yeah, the Lions. I think everyone loves, like, as a human, you can relate to this story of, like, struggle and finally getting past some sort of roadblock that has impeded you for the longest sports drought (laughs) in the NFL. So I think that that's just a relatable, loving story, right? And it's hard not to fall in love with the passion and authenticity that Dan Campbell brings to it. So I don't really think you have to necessarily be a Lions fan or whatever to relate to that story just because it's such a human story to begin with so I mean I think a lot of that is part of it I think it's really easy to you know like this Jared Goff overcoming sort of being shipped out by this juggernaut of a team that went on to win the Super Bowl the next season like there's just so many narratives there that kind of relate to everyone's life so and by the way Detroit as a city you know still recovering from 2008 yeah yeah you know just like a lot of a lot of interesting a lot of interesting things going on all at once you mentioned Dan Campbell, and I kind of want to stay right there. What is it about him that has just really uplifted this team, this city, the belief in the Lions? He's just, he's really, like we just said, there's a lot of positive emotions towards the Lions, and I think it has to do with Coach Campbell himself. Yeah, I th- like we often see these coaches who, I think, part, you know, obviously Coach needs to inspire people, right? Yeah. But it doesn't always feel as authentic. For whatever mm-hmm. reason, like when I see Dan Campbell, like you know, that that like near tear choked up like that's his whole heart right you you don't question whether he's kind of putting on a show to rally the troops Mm -hmm. or whatever like you're like yeah no that is that man's gonna go home and like it's gonna be like i want to have a beer with him (laughs) like it's just and we love authenticity like i think again everyone we love it when someone feels like they actually love something and they care it's a really nice feeling especially after a bunch of hard years right with the pandemic and all Mm -hmm. these things and Detroit being three and 13 three seasons ago so you know working through some hard stuff and keeping that like 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 I, I asked Jared Goff I was like did he ever not say anything he's like no no all the time 100 like that is exactly <laughs> what you see is what you get yeah <laughs> uh we're talking with Cynthia Freeland from the NFL Network uh let's talk about the the actual game on the field for the Lions they're six and a half point favorites against the Buccaneers have you kind of allowed yourself to think about hey, there's like a pretty good chance the Lions are going to be in the NFC Championship game. Well, the good news is is I wrote all my code 
I, you know, obviously lines were bad when I started writing my code. So <laughs> it's all very, it's very blind. Like every year I use different fake names for it. Like sometimes, like, you know, it's colors and other times it's, you know, thing, types of beer, whatever, just silly stuff. To, like, so I don't feel any way about something, right? <laughs> so luckily I do all the math before I get my heart involved. <laughs> I, do have, I do have just a four-point win for the Lions this okay. week. So it's a little bit more of a nail-biter than maybe Lions fans would like. But, you know, it's crazy. I did Super Bowl odds, too, and, and never have I ever seen the Lions odds be double-digit, let alone, <laughs> you know, 30% to make the Super Bowl, not to win, but to make the Super Bowl which is, that's just, it's, that's really special. Like, even if, you know, just to get here and maybe a little bit ahead of schedule in terms of, you know, what the plan for Brad Holmes and Coach Campbell were. Let's stick with the NFC here for just a second, Cynthia. Obviously, the 49ers, the favorite in that conference. The Cowboys and Eagles were viewed as their primary challengers, both out in the wild card (laughs) round. Um, What are your odds telling you about the 49ers, and what are your eyes telling you about the 49ers? Yeah, I mean, the good thing about, the cool thing about the 49ers is that we find, like, they embody this trend that was actually an entire league wide trend which is that off-ball linebackers matter, which, mm-hmm. you know, every year the pendulum swings back and forth as to, like, <laughs> which offensive metrics matter, which defensive. And this year, like, Fred Warner's impact is so outsized mm-hmm. because people are trying to use those over-the-middle throws, the types of runs. Like, they're basically just showing us all of the trends and not just showing us, like, clobbering all of their opponents with every <laughs> single offensive and defensive trend that seems to be to matter. So, you know, they're just kind of like the, the gold standard no no pun intended actually pun intended (laughs) that's an outstanding pun well done (laughs) we're going for it but they're like the gold standard in terms of what you should be doing and how you should be executing it from offensive line play to you know even iso like you know i think of iso and i think of my high school football you know like (laughs) you know we're running straight through that a gap you know and like Mm -hmm. that's working this year and they're showing us that it's which is amazing because every year things change and it just seems like kyle shanahan's like I'm going to be in 2025 and the rest of you can stay in 2024. <laughs> well, speaking of Kyle Shanahan and his system, I know a lot of people have talked about Brock Purdy as maybe a system quarterback or he's got all these weapons or whatever. <laughs> I, you know, Amy Trask, I think it was yesterday, said, hey, there's seven terrific quarterbacks left in the playoffs and then Brock Purdy. When you're viewing both Brock Purdy just kind of in a vacuum and then in the context of who's left as quarterbacks in the playoffs. How do you evaluate him? Because I thought that was a wild take by Amy, <laughs> and I'm, I'm curious how you feel about it. I, I didn't hear that. I, um, interesting to me, it's like, uh, first of all, I would say, I don't know who isn't a system quarterback. Tom Brady's <laughs> a system quarterback. Yeah. You know, like, like C.J. Stroud, he's a system quarterback. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, I think that's like a silly thing because look at actually look no further than Jared Goff, right? Mm-hmm. You put him in a system where now he has the best passer rating and the, the highest completion percentage he by action. Mm-hmm. So come on, like he's a system quarterback too, then I guess, right? So whatever. But I think Brock, he understands the assignment and he's growing. Do I think that if I were to plop him on, the, let's just go with a team with a with a battle line, like if I were to plop him at the Panthers, is he going to bring them to a Super Bowl? No, but do I think that about any of the other quarterbacks either? No, maybe, right. maybe a Tom Brady because he could coach up the rest of the team, but I, I don't know about that. So I, I think Brock, it's more about, to me, it's more about, like, you get the chance to be on the team you're on, and 
you know, you saw the difference when his arm wasn't working last year in the NFC Championship game. So mm-hmm. I, I think he's done an exceptional job this season, and I think it's just, it, to me, it's like got to keep it going. Like, as soon as you start seeing different defensive looks, how he responds is great, and he's not going to throw four interceptions again any, against anyone again. Like, <laughs> they're also weird interceptions if you go back and watch them. Yeah. Like, some unlucky stuff with, like, a, a bounce off of a hand, like, silly stuff that, like, you can't plan for. Want to touch on the two other playoff games we haven't mentioned as well, just to hear your thoughts and your odds on the two others. We can start with the Texans and the Ravens. Yeah. Ravens defense, see, the matchup that obviously we, we want to see is what happens with the Niners and the Ravens. Because, like, that's mm-hmm. what everyone would, you know, the, those are two best teams right now in football. So, <laughs> like, and both of them have some really interesting, like, you know, the Ravens are a Norv Turner like offense. Which is hilarious. It's like Nor versus Shanahan. We everything changes. Everything changes. <laughs> but <laughs> it's so interesting. But you know, like the 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 reality is, is CJ Stroud has been sort of fucking a bunch of trends. Mm-hmm. They've been getting him. But this is to me, it's kind of like it's a little bit like you know, it's a little of a riskier offense. They don't have a super stable run game. Sure, Devin Singletary in the past few games has come on really strong, but throughout the course of the season, it has not been their strongest point. Their run defense, however, is exceptional. Their run defense has been absolutely keeping them in everything and allowing them to win games. But I'm just curious to see how this works against Lamar Jackson because if you're looking at the Texans' defense, the one stat that really stands out to me is how many yards per attempt they allow to play action passes, which is 10.5, which is the most in the league by, like, you know, at least a half a yard on average. And that's just attempts. So, it's just going to be hard to defend the multiple ways that the Ravens can attack you. Yeah, and then we touch on the Chiefs' bills, and this is the first time in, uh, I think, whatever, for Patrick Mahomes to be in a divisional on the road. (laughs) How much does that maybe did it or did it not change your odds, and just kind of what do you see maybe panning out there? Well, it would be nice to have done the odds with this with the full, like, I would have preferred, and, and it's not a bias thing, it's, I just like having the best players on the field. Yeah. The Bills linebacker depletion is a really big problem. I mean, mm. the fact that, like, they could be calling people up from the practice squad to start, that's, that's an issue when you've got uh-huh. Travis Kelsey on the other side, right? Yeah. So it, it changed, it's less about, they both play outside in the cold. They both, you know, they, they're, it's not like mm-hmm. Miami coming to yeah. Kansas. <laughs> like, very different thing, and we all know. But, but at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's hard to know what it would have been had they been a little bit more at full staff there on that defense. But it's going to be a close one either way. And depending on the injury report, for me, this is as close as they come. Nothing's more than 52%. I tried to guess at what the injury report will be. But it, to me, it's like 24, 23 if they're if they if the bills get favorable favorable news in like 25 22 or 25 23 if the bills don't get, and that's obviously in favor of the chiefs mm-hmm. so it's, it's about as close as they come so this is one where i would just look for if i'm if i want looking for something a quarterback rushing number i think both of them are going to scramble quite a bit yeah Ooh, there we go cynthia freeland from the nfl network cynthia i we're still going to have you on to have some to nerd out on nfl draft talk here <laughs> at some you know point it. But we uh, we appreciate. And that's where the draft is. You know, oh the draft yeah. Is the there we go. It yeah. all comes back to Michigan. It all comes. <laughs> all comes back to Detroit. Cynthia, that's thank. Where we started in this interview, you know. <laughs> thank you so much. We'll thank talk to you, you again soon. Thanks, guys. Have a great one. That's Cynthia Freeland from the NFL Network. Mike Sauter from Herdat Sports coming up next. Oh no.